Well, Tomoka, y'all ready? I said, are y'all ready? <laughs> you listen, uh, two incredibly beautiful songs. I know my voice may have tore up one of them, but I, I, the messages in the songs are just incredible. Again, there's a, an incredible need for us to be the representatives of God in the earth. That's how he planned it. We are his ambassadors. Wherever an ambassador goes, that ambassador represents the country that sent them. So wherever they are, no matter what they are doing, they represent the country that sent them. If we are crisis ambassadors, no matter where we are, no matter what the circumstances are, we represent Christ everywhere we go. So it is a good idea to keep that in mind as we go about our daily things. Now, listen, <clears throat> we had started a particular series entitled Stay Battle Ready. And we had did a couple parts of that particular series. And then we interrupted it to do the series we just finished for such a time as this. We've decided to go back and complete that particular series entitled Stay Battle Ready. So just let me kind of go back and bring you up to date on what we're talking about here. This particular series is coming from Ephesians chapter 6, where we were instructed to put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. And as the instructions begin to reveal themselves, we, Paul by comparison, uses the Roman soldier to give us concepts about each piece of armor that the Roman soldier wore. Now, we're not familiar because we're, you know, those, those times that went past. We got different kind of armor today, but it's a good concept to read and understand that each part of this armor is something representative of something we should have operating in our lives. So as we put on this armor, we are told to stay battle ready, meaning that we're not on the offensive because Jesus has already taken care of the offensive part. We are on the defensive part. We put on this armor so that whenever Satan comes against us, we are totally protected from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. And his attack against us will not be successful. Now, just like any other battle, there may be times that the attack may knock you to your knees make your knees wobble, make you have a certain level of fear and trepidation. But listen to me. Jesus has already won the battle. It's already over. What Satan wants you to do is think that there's still an opening somewhere that he can be successful. If we keep on our armor, if we keep our hearts connected to Christ, guess what? We will live above our circumstances. I need you to know today there's going to be medical worries. There's going to be financial worries. There's going to be family worries. There are going to be all kinds of situations that come against us. But the word of God says, cast your cares upon him for he care for you. So what does he say to you? He's saying, you stay battle ready. You give me those worries. I will take care of those. You stay battle ready. So hopefully that'll kind of bring us back up to snuff. We are now in a major part of this particular series. And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6 and read verse 15. Ephesians chapter 6 and read verse 15. This is the King James Version. And it reads as this. I love this part. It says, and your feet shod with the preparation 
of the gospel of peace and your feet shod. The word shod in this instance, the Roman soldiers had a special kinds of boots that would come all the way up to their kneecaps. They had a shield that would protect their shin, but there was also a shield that would protect their Achilles heel because during those battles, if you wanted to really cut off uh, an opponent, you would cut at their Achilles. And if you cut that, they couldn't stand. They couldn't do anything. So they had a shield there to protect their Achilles. But also the Roman soldiers had a formation that they used to have where they would put their shields up in a strong line and then they would give out orders and they would step forward pushing the enemy back. But to be able to do that, the feet had to be shod. Shod meant that they had long, almost like nails on the bottom of their boots. And these would cause them to be able to dig into the ground and dig in real hard and tough. So the enemy could come against their shield, but they had this great stance that they had that they couldn't be pushed over. But it also allowed them to lift up that foot, dig in a different spot, dig in again and push forward. So that's the concept of our feet being shod in the gospel of peace. So we're talking about firm footing. I want to say that again. We're talking about firm footing in what though? See, our footing, what our footing is in is important. Hear me, I don't care how many lengths of nails you had, if you are fighting in mud, it's not going to work. Because the mud is going to give way, it's going to slide. If it's all watery and messy, it's not going to work. So my question to you today is, what is your footing in? Your firm footing should be in the gospel of peace. Gospel meaning good news. Peace meaning the end of opposition, the end of trouble with someone. Y'all still here today? You sure? So again, it says that our feet are shod in the gospel of peace. Now listen, again, shod means firm footing, stability, but peace is a restored, I like this part, restored relationship with God, self and others. Listen, you can't, I, my grandmother used to tell me this all the time. She said, don't go around telling people you're going to give them a piece of your mind because you may give too many pieces away and have nothing left for yourself. <laughs> so here, here's what I need you to understand. God has already settled the concept of peace with him. How do we know that? He sent Jesus to restore us, to return us to the position that we had with him in the Garden of Eden. Jesus did that. Now, what you have to do or what we have to do is accept that position that we're in. Do you have peace with God or is your footing sliding? Or are you still trying to figure out a way to make God happy with you based on what you do? If that's the case, then you will judge others accordingly. You will see them do something that you feel would not be acceptable to God. And you will think that they're gone. They're worthless. They're not worth the time of day. I need you to get this. If you have peace with God and you realize just how messed up you were, if he was able to give you peace, you'll make peace with other people. Y'all still here today? Are you sure? 
Let me just read it. It says, peace is a restored relationship with God, self, and others through the finished work of Christ. What does it do? It provides harmony, security, and well-being. Peace. The gospel of peace. The good news of the fact that we have peace with God should produce in us well-being, serenity, purpose. That's what it should produce in us. But right now, there's a lot of people who are afraid, who are full of fear because they're not quite sure that the finished work of Christ is actually finished. Sometimes we go to church and people will make you think like, hey, man, you better get yourself right. You better get yourself right. And you're thinking about all the stuff that you're doing that may not seem right. So you're thinking that if I cleaned up all this stuff, I would be right with God. I'm sorry to tell you this. You ready? It's either Jesus did it or he didn't. Because we can't. If we could do it, Jesus would have never had to come. But God sent Jesus because he wanted us restored to him and we couldn't do it. So he sent us a sacrifice. Now, we have this piece. It's complete. It's done. Jesus finished. He even said on the cross, it is finished. So before we move on to the next verse, I just need to ask the question one more time. Do you have peace with God? You need to settle this in your mind and in your spirit. We'll say, well, Pastor Ben, I'm not, I'm not perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. It didn't say that some fell shorter than others. It says that we all fall short of the glory of God. So if we all fall short, then there's no one capable of reaching up to God and fixing the mess. God reached down to us through his son to lift us back up to him. Jesus had to pay for that and he did. So it's finished. It's done. So I need you to, to, to accept that peace. Now it's a progressive understanding of what that peace means to you. I'll tell you a secret about growing in, in, in God, growing in grace. You're going to have to forget more stuff than you ever learn. You, you are. You're going to have to forget more stuff than you've ever learned because we've learned so much stuff that was kind of off base, just a little bit tilted to the left or to the right. And it really wasn't really based on true gospel. It wasn't based on grace because grace was offensive to so many people. I need you to know today it's finished. But let's talk about peace for a minute. Let's go to a verse that I think will give us some understanding. Y'all with me this morning? Praise the Lord. I'm pretty excited. I think y'all are having fun already. It says in Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, we're going to begin to read at verse 19, and this is the Amplified. It reads as follows. It says, for it has pleased the Father that all the divine fullness, the sum total of the divine perfection, powers, and attributes should dwell in him permanently. Who's him? Jesus. So everything, the complete package that we would need that would represent God, Jesus is all of that and more. 
Listen closely. And God purposed that through by the service, the intervention of him, Jesus, the son, all things. I like all. <laughs> all. Now, the only time sometimes we really understand the term all, if somebody stopped you in a dark alley with a gun and said, give me all your money. You wouldn't think anything about, I'll keep one dollar to myself. And No, you'll give them the whole wallet and your shoes and your coat. Take it all. Again, we understand all. Then I need you to understand all now. Listen closely. All things should be completely reconciled back to himself. How much? All. And how completely reconciled? Back to himself. So it's done. These are past tense terms. But all of it is completely done. You say, well, Pastor Ben, why do you raise your voice when you say these verses? <laughs> Sometimes the octave makes it more convincing. I need you to really get this because some of us are living our lives as though these events did not happen. We're living our lives as though we're on the edge of destruction and death when in reality we're in the midst of the gospel of peace. So this peace operates when there's a storm. If you don't believe me, the hurricane or whatever that one that spins around like that, it got peace in the middle. It got the eye in the middle that planes and stuff can go into. Why? Because there's peace right in the middle of a storm. This peace is what we're talking about that Christ has given us. That right in the midst of mess and craziness and insane things, our eyes see stuff that our minds cannot comprehend. And if we don't walk by faith and we walk by sight, then the things we will see will make us think that we are losing a battle that's already won. Man, this is fun. Can you go back one verse for me, sister? It says, and God purposed that through, by the service, the intervention of him, the son, all things should be completely reconciled back to himself. I love this. Whether on earth <laughs> or in heaven, as through him, the father made peace by means of the blood of the cross. And although you at one time were estranged and alienated from him and were of hostile attitude of mind in your wicked activities, I want to make sure you get that. That's us. That was us at one time, but it's also some people out there right now. And I need you to know if God was patient enough and caring enough and had enough love for us that he waited on you, he's going to wait on them. We need to understand that if somebody came to us when we were alienated and hostile, we may need to go to some people who are alienated and hostile and show them this same Christ that convinced us is the same Christ that will convince them. Let's read on. Yet now has Christ the Messiah reconciled you to God. Wow. In the body of his flesh through death in order to present you, me, all of us, holy <laughs> and blameless, excuse me, holy and faultless 
and irreproachable in his, the father's presence. Think about that. I, 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 I'm so humbled to think that God loved me so much that he would take me at my worst, at my lowest, at my ugliness. And Jesus would look down upon that same list of faults and brokenness in me and say, not my will, but your will be done. That he would die for me. But here's the kicker. He would take me from this horrible position and place me in a place of peace that I now have peace with God. And then he's asking me, shod your feet in this gospel of peace. Dig in, Ben. Put your feet in there and dig in to this gospel of peace. And it will change you from the inside out. It will prepare you for any kind of circumstance or situation. Y'all with me this morning? Is this making sense to you? It says, and this he will do, provided that you do what? Continue to stay with and in the faith in Christ. Not that you change stuff that you do, but continue to believe that he did this. Because the more you believe he did it, the more you actually grow. See, we have Christian maturity mixed up with longevity in church. I've been going to church for 40 years. Well, that's not Christian maturity because you could be just as dumb spiritually as you were 40 years ago. Christian maturity is growing in faith, growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, growing in grace. That's where Christian maturity takes place. You've got to grow in the idea Jesus has already done this. So what I have to do is receive it and then live my life accordingly. And this he will do, provided that you continue to stay with and in the faith in Christ, well-grounded and settled and steadfast, not shifting or moving away from the hope which rests on and is inspired by the glad tidings, the gospel which you heard and which has been preached as being designed for and offered without restrictions to every person under heaven and of which gospel I, Paul, became a minister. So can you see all this is done and what is he asking you to do? Shod your feet, dig in in this gospel of peace, dig in to this truth that it works for you, but guess who it also works for? Everybody else that's out there. I've said this before, and I know you've heard me say it. If they're not Christians today, all they are are potential Christians. Oh, they're going to, every knee's going to bow. They're going to come to Christ, but they're not going to come if we don't go to them. They're not going to recognize who Christ is if we don't live like the body of Christ. So are you in this gospel of peace? Do you have peace with God? Listen to me. If the tree has peace and you are a branch, guess what you're going to bear? You're going to bear peace. How does this manifest itself? When the world seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, you are walking on water. People will look at you and go, hey, uh, uh, don't you care 
<laughs> What's going on? Of course. But I know him. I know he's already done this. So no matter what I see, I know that the end result is victory for the body of Christ. So I have this peace. I have this peace that lives in me, that allows me to continue to grow. Now, do I have days I'd like to, you know, shoot my television or shoot some of the people on the television? Of course. But that time passes and you keep moving forward. Y'all still with me today? Let me quickly take you to another verse. Go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I like the therefores in the Bible because you usually have to study what the therefore is there for. So when you're at home, study a couple of verses before this particular verse so you can find out what the therefore is. The therefore is a decision term. Since we've done this, therefore you should do this. So let's read it. It says Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, <clears throat> since we are justified, acquitted, Declared righteous and given a right standing with God through what? Faith. Back up just a little bit, sis. Through faith. Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous and given a right standing with God through faith. Let us, me and you, grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and I like this part and to enjoy now I don't know about you I've been in some circumstances where the situations around me weren't very enjoyable they were scary they were heartbreaking they were times of complete failure on my part you know disastrous crazy stuff so there wasn't a great concept of joy in that moment but that situation could not change the truth that christ had provided for me this peace he had provided for me this access to joy so my job is then not to wallow in my mess my job is to be like peter when he seen christ walking on the water he said bid me come to you lord so you say that to god listen lord i got you got to help me. My brain is fried right now. I'm all messed up. Tell me to come. To, I need to come to you. And he says, come read your B-I-B-L-E in there. In this gospel of peace, I'm telling you what I've already done. Does that make sense? Let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Through him also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, this state of God's favor. Wow. In which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. I don't know about you. Have you experienced some joy recently? Lately? See that joy that you're experiencing has to come through faith. It won't come through what you see. Because right now there's nothing you can look at right now that would bring you much joy. 
but it's going to have to come through the fact that of knowing, Lord, I can't read the tea leaves of time. I don't know exactly what's happening. I'm at home trying to sew together this thing and put it together so I can have a rational view of all the stuff that's taking place. And God says, look up. Don't look out. Look up. I've already taken care of it. I need you to walk by faith. I need you to shod your feet in the gospel of peace. I need you to know it's already done. One more verse and I'm going to let you go today. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Well, it'll be two more verses, so um, I apologize for that. John chapter 14. And it says this. It says, I have told you these things. Who's saying this to us? Jesus. I have told you these things while I am still with you. But the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit... Whom the Father will send in my name or in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Peace. I leave with you. My own peace, I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. I see insane stuff. I hear insane stuff. There are people out there who want to generate fear. But we have a God who gave us peace. So there comes a time to make a choice. Last verse, John chapter 16. Jump down to John chapter 16 for me, sis. Thank you. Listen closely and I'm going to close. It says, I have told you these things. So that, listen closely. So that in me. In who? See, there's a lot of us trying to find peace in other areas. You're trying to find peace in organizations that make you feel maybe a little less fearful or or that we're going to do this or we're going to do that. You're trying to find peace in every place but in him. Listen to me. I'm going to be bold with you right now. Some of you are going to join a church thinking that you're getting peace. Well, you're not getting peace by becoming a member of a place. You can only get this peace because it's a me. This peace is alive. It is real. It is Jesus. So our job is to come to Christ, not to a religion, but to a relationship. Well, I know I just scared some of y'all, but I'm here to tell you, man creates religions. God created a relationship. What denomination was in the Garden of Eden? 
None. God came down in the cool of the day and talked with Adam and Eve and them with him. It was a relationship and it's the same thing he wants us to have right now is a relationship. So the goal is I have told you these things. So in me, you may have perfect peace. So we're going to have perfect peace in Jesus. So when the time gets tough, take your eye off the mess, put it back on the throne. Put your heart, put your fears, put everything back into his hands. Oh, listen to me. I have much to be fearful of. There are people out there planning to start wars. There are people out there who are saying, I'm going to shoot him because he looks that way. There are people out there doing crazy stuff for all over the place. But listen to me. There was a peace that was established when Jesus came from heaven. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I need you to know today, Jesus came down to bring heaven to us and reunite us that there's this perfect relationship happening. Well, pastor, I don't feel like it's perfect. This ain't based on your feelings. Feelings are dumb. They don't know what day of the week it is. We're not supposed to be led by what we feel, supposed to be led by the truth. Let me finish. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace and what? Confidence. In the world, (laughs) you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Well, I love this because he just told us a great list of stuff, right? Frustration, trials, tribulation. But then he goes on to say, but be of good cheer. Wait a minute, Jesus. Wait a minute. Wait, you just told me I'm going to be in a storm and it's going to be crazy and, and there's going to be frustrations and there's going to be. A, but then you turn around and say, but be of good cheer. How? He said, read on. <laughs> be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, and undaunted. For I have what? Overcome the world. Say that with me. I have overcome the world. I need you to do this today. See that all this stuff that you're seeing that you feel is out of control. He has overcome it all. Everything is under his feet. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. What a great promise. Can you get that from anybody else? No. (laughs) So I'm here to tell you today. If your feet are shod in anything other than the gospel of peace. Take the boots off. (laughs) Run. Come to the gospel of peace. Put on this piece of armor and then shod your feet in the gospel of peace. Get firm feeding, footing, excuse me. For some of I guess it would be feet. Firm footing in the gospel of peace.
Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for giving us this piece of scripture, for giving us this opportunity to know, wow, what you have done already. So, Father, we pray right now that we can not look at the circumstances that lie directly in front of us. But to realize that no matter what happens, we can't lose. You may be able to take my body, but you can't take my spirit. You cannot stop my eternity. I will live with Christ forever, either in heaven or here. But I am thankful today that that piece of information, that gospel, that good news of peace is mine. And he gave it to me for the reason that I would stand tall, that I would be certain of the fact that he gave it to me. And he's not like the world. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone who heard these words, say it. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Come back and see us next week. We're going to continue this particular series, the Stay Battle, Stay Battle Ready series. But we're excited about continuing to serve you. Please let somebody know, Tuesday Church. Call up somebody that you know from Tuesday Church, haven't talked to in a while. Touch base with them, check on them, make sure everything is going well with them. Take care of each other because that's what we're supposed to do. God bless. We'll see you next week.